0: Truly the Lord is good. The Psalms is writing in Psalms 121 says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. God will protect you. God has your in the palm of his hand, amen, so we don't have to fret, we don't have to fear, we don't have to worry, we just trust in the Lord, amen, and we walk by faith, and we walk not by sight, and we rise up in the morning, and we begin to praise the Lord, we begin to sing and tell of his grace and mercy and goodness, since he came, as the song says, I'm going to tell of his power every day and every hour, I'm going to lift up. That wonderful name, amen. Would you do that with me tonight, amen. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell of his joy since he came. I'm going to tell of his power every day and every hour. I'm going to lift up that wonderful name, Oh, I'm gonna lift up the name of Jesus. I'm gonna sing of my joy since He came. I'm gonna tell of His power every day and every hour. I'm gonna lift up that wonderful name. Oh, I'm gonna lift up the name of Jesus. I'm gonna sing of my joy since he came. I'm gonna tell of his power every day and every hour. I'm gonna lift up that wonderful name. Oh, I'm gonna lift Up the name of Jesus, I'm gonna sing of my joy since He came. I'm gonna tell of His power every day and every hour. I'm gonna lift up that wonderful name. Oh, I'm gonna lift up the name of Jesus. I'm gonna sing of my joy since He came. I'm gonna tell of His power every day and every hour. I'm gonna lift up that wonderful name. Oh, I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to sing of my joy since he came. I'm going to tell of his power every day and every hour. I'm going to lift up that wonderful name. God, I praise you. Oh, God, I magnify your name, Jesus. God, while I have any breath, while I have any life in me, I'm going to sing of the joy since you came. Oh, God, I'm going to tell of your power every day and every hour. God, I'm going to share your goodness and your mercy and your truth, O oh God, uh, to all generations, O oh Lord, uh, because if it had not been for you, Jesus, where would I be? Amen. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. As the songwriter says, I feel no condemnation above my soul today. No more am I by sin enslaved. I'm I'm walking now with Jesus along the narrow way. So happy for I know. I'm saved, oh yes, I know I'm saved, and I'm so glad about it. I've found the joy, my spirit crave. It is so real that I could never doubt it. Oh, praise the Lord, I know. I'm saved. My soul is filled with glory. I care not anymore. For pleasures of this world depraved. I'm satisfied with Jesus. My cup is running over. How wonderful to know I'm saved. Oh, yes, I know I'm saved. And I'm so glad about it. I found the joy my spirit craved. It is so real that I could never doubt it. Oh, praise the Lord, I know I'm saved. I'm going to a city, the new Jerusalem, when all the storms of life I pray, there I shall see my Savior and ever be with Him, rejoicing just to know I'm saved. Oh, yes, I know I'm saved, and I'm so glad about it. I've found the joy my spirit craves. It is so real. That I could never doubt it. Oh, praise the Lord! I know I'm saved. Oh, yes, I know I'm saved, and I'm so glad about it. I found the joy my spirit craved. It is so real that I could never doubt it. Oh, praise the Lord! I know. I'm saved. Oh yes, I know. I'm saved and I'm so glad about it. I've found the joy my spirit craved. It is so real that I could never doubt it. Oh, praise the Lord. I know I'm saved, hallelujah, God. I thank you for your salvation, O oh God, for neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name of the heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. Uh, praise God. I'm so thankful. I will tell of his joy since it came. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever, the psalmist said, and with my mouth will I make known that faithfulness to all generations. Amen. The Bible lets us know that this is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So when we get out and started dancing and shouting and looking at the birds and the squirrels and the rabbits and the storm's blowing and the tree's blowing. Amen. all of that should just wake you up to know that God is alive and well. Amen. Praise God. And you should rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the firmament show forth his handiworks. So we should be able to just praise God. Amen. Well. This is our last week in discussion about being a living sacrifice. And hopefully, amen, you're picking up on something here for our lives. And as I've always said time and time again, anytime you read the word of God or anytime you any kind of study, you want to look for the application, how this applies to you. And we want to, amen, become doers, James tells us, is God's words. We want to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. And Paul right into the church at Rome, amen is, uh, and I've uh, have said before these last four chapters of Rome, amen is to teach us practical living and luckily, I just got stuck on the first verse here. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. You want your life to be accepted by God. Amen. When you stand before that judgment seat of God, you should be excited. Amen. Christians should never be sad as far as fearful about dying and going to heaven. Amen. That's the overall ultimate goal of serving God, is to reign with Him forever and evermore. Amen. As the songs tell us, there'll be no more sorrow, there'll be no more pain. Amen. For the former things will be passed away. So we should be living, amen, our lives so that we will be accepted by God. The Word tell us uh, in Psalms 116, verse 15, that precious... And the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. Amen. <clears throat> Nothing should be excited about knowing where you are headed. Nothing should excite you more than the end state of where <clears throat> God has taken us. Amen. Praise God! I am excited. And Peter tell us, Amen, in First Peter chapter four, verse two. Amen. Peter tells us that we should not live the rest of our times in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Now think about that for a moment. Once we, as I've said in this study over and over again, that from the time that we say that we are born again of the water and the spirit, from the time that we're baptized in Jesus' name, Fill with the Holy Ghost. When we come up out of that water of baptism, the Bible says we have risen to walk in newness of life. (coughs) Excuse me. So Peter is telling us that we should not live, (coughs) excuse me, that we should not live the rest of the time in this flesh on the earth to the lust of men, but to the will of God. We should be dedicating our entire life from this standpoint, from the time of our baptism to serving God <clears throat> until he comes and take us out of this land. We should not be focusing on the things of this world. This world should not even be phasing us with all the foolishness and things that are taking place. Because we have committed and dedicated our lives to serving God while we are here on the earth. And that's what it means to be a living sacrifice. We want to commit our lives totally, 100% to God. We started as we saw last week, amen, when Hannah was barren and she wanted a son, amen, and we see there in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 24 to 27, amen, when Hannah brought Samuel back to the temple, amen, to dedicate and commit him and release him to the Lord, she gave him, she released all claims. She says, "I prayed for him, God gave him to me, and I made God a vow that he will serve God all the days of his life, and I'm bringing him back to you, Eli, to put him into the temple and to work." And those are some of my words, but but notice, Samuel was committed from that standpoint to the things of God. He was taught in the temple, He learned. From Eli, amen, at a point in his age. And God used Samuel mightily. So Hannah released all claims to him. That is should be our life. When we come to God, when we repent of our sins, when we say, God, I want to live for you. I want you to save me. I want you to take my life. It's in your hands. We are releasing our hands off of it. We're saying, God, here am I. Use me as you see fit. Wherever you want to use me, as the songwriter said, Lord, use me. Oh, God, don't refuse me. For surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, God, help my will to crumble. Though the cost be great, I'll work for you, whatever it takes, amen. When the Apostle Paul, in Acts 9, from the time of his encounter with God, Paul became a living sacrifice. Uh, He says, Lord, what will you have me to do? And God told him, go to the street, which is called straight, and it'll be told you what? You ought to do. And we see Paul's life after that, that encounter with Jesus Christ. His life was never the same again. Paul uh, would write to Timothy, and he would tell Timothy, I thank my God that he found me faithful, put in me, in the ministry, and I can uh, uh, reason and be and feel what Paul felt uh, myself, amen. I have gone through some of the same things that Paul did. I persecuted the church. I laughed at people in the church. Uh, but when God called me, when I met him, amen, face to face, amen, as the Apostle Paul, I committed myself myself to the things of God. Amen. I become a living sacrifice uh, and I have purpose that I will live the remainder of my days uh, upon this earth uh, in the service of the Lord. Uh, Whatever God desires of me to do, whatever he asks of me to do, I will conform and I will move out uh, and I will draw fire. Amen. I am committed to 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 the things of God. Amen. We must. Forget, uh, amen, this flesh. Uh, we talked last week about mortifying the flesh. Uh, take the power away from it. Take away its abilities to control your life. Uh, and sometimes uh, what you've got to do, uh, if you've got to look and you've got to stop in and realize what is controlling your flesh, uh, if you're sitting constantly in front of the television watching stuff, That's going to control your flesh. You're giving your flesh more power, amen, to control you so that you cannot do the things that you would, Paul says. But if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh, praise God. We want to be living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable for service. I should be doing everything, no matter how hard a job that I have in the secular world, no matter whatever somebody else is asking me to do, nothing should trump my responsibilities to become a living sacrifice for Jesus Christ. I must realize how good God has been to me. When I was yet sinners, Paul says, Christ died for me. For greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for a friend. See, this is why when you read the book of Leviticus, uh, you see that the sacrifices had to be the best. Uh, They always had to bring the right sacrifice, amen, for the right sin that they had committed, and it had to be the best. It could have nothing wrong with it. It always had to be the best. Well, when we come to God, amen, He cleans us up. He takes care of us, but and we commit ourselves to Him so that we stay what He makes us. When I'm baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when I come up out of that water, all my sins are gone they're remitted. Now I become, as Paul says, a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. I become a new creature, just like I've Came out of my mother's womb. Amen. I didn't know sin. So from that standpoint, I am to commit my life now to God. That's why Paul says in Romans 6, we have been risen to walk and newness of life. Amen. So I must now be on my best behavior. I must be on my best manners. I must be my best dress. I must have the best attitude. I must be the best wife. I must be the best husband. I must be the best children. I must be the best friend. Amen. Because what is in me? Christ is in me, the hope of glory. See, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. See, now notice what Paul says. I'm begging you to do what? Renew your mind. You've got to change the way you think to be a Christian. Some people have not the knowledge of God. They don't know what is in the Word of God. They think just because they went to church one Sunday and shook the preacher's hand or signed a card and filled it out that says, I want to be a part of this church, that's all it was. No, Christianity is a lifestyle. It's not shaking somebody's hand. It's not putting your name on a roll. You are born into the church. That's why Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So you've got to change the way you think. I can remember when I joined the Army back in 1969. I mean, the first thing they did was adjust my mindset. You know, that was the first thing they did. You know, they they, that drill sergeant said things like, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, I'm your girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend. I'm going, my goodness. In other words, what they were saying is, I'm what you need right now. Don't worry about any of that stuff back home because you ain't doing that. Not here on Uncle Sugar, you know, but you belong to, on your breast, U.S. Army. As they say, Uncle Sam ain't released me yet. <laughs> U.S. Army. Uncle Sam ain't released me yet. So, what they would say is, as long as you're in the green machine, you tap dance to the way the Army say you tap dance. When the bugle of blow in the morning at Reveille, you better be in formation or we have procedures to adjust your attitude. Amen. And they did. They had ways. Those drill sergeants, them smoking to the bear hats on, they had a way to adjust your attitude and your mind. Amen. They would make you do things like gorilla stomps and, you know, run, dodge, and jump and and all kinds of stuff, push-ups, sit-ups. I mean, they would make you find muscles that you didn't think you had. But what what did you do? You adjust your attitude. I've seen guys come from the block, think they the baddest things since Superman and everything. But I guarantee you, I've seen them smoky bear hats to make a grown man cry. Amen. They, they changed your mindset to get you in the mindset that the army wanted you to be in. Well, it's the same way in the church. When we come in the church, we're no longer part of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have to be insulated from the world and we've got this. Paul says, take on the mind of Christ. That's why he says in Philippians 2, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to learn how Christ act, how Christ conduct himself. When you look at how he really operated, all you got to do is go to Galatians Amen. Chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit. He walked in love. He walked with joy. He walked in peace. He walked with patience. He walked with gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. Amen. God walked with compassion. He walked with righteousness and resistance to evil. He walked in obedience. He walked in submission. He walked in a servant's heart. And if we're going to be living sacrifices... We've got to follow him, because what did Jesus say? I have given you an example. So everything that he did, he left us an example of how we are to live in order to be that living sacrifice that God wanted us to be. And so now that I have the mind of Christ, amen, I want to live my life so that I will be acceptable of him. You see, true Christianity demands vigorous and active power in the service of God. Amen. To which Paul calls it a living sacrifice. we got to have vigor and activity and be active in this power we've been given power to tread we've been given power to stand we've been given power power amen to operate in his spirit praise god we are supposed to be active in the kingdom of god here on this earth that's why when you look at the great commission Jesus says, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, Mark 16, 15 through 18. We've got to realize that we are now in the service of the Lord. We have been commissioned to work. We have been commissioned. That's why when you constantly see some of Jesus' parables about the 11th hour, when he went out to hire servants, amen, it was to teach you and I to get involved in the kingdom of God. Go to work. Don't worry about the pay. He's already going to pay you when it's all over. You've got a mansion that's waiting for you. Amen. You labor for nothing. Amen. Here. And he will take care of you. So let God work through you. Let God use you. Notice what Jude says in Jude 22-23. to He says, on some have compassion. Make a difference. Let me ask you a question. Whose life are you making a difference in? Well, the first person you should make a difference in is you. You should be the first person that the difference is made in. Because you've been born again. So what did Jesus say in Matthew 16? Let your, I mean, 516. Let your light shine so the men will see your good work. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. You are a light of the world. You are a city that sit on a hill that cannot be hidden. So have compassion. Make a difference first and foremost in yourself. And then have compassion on others. Amen. Help them. Notice verse 23. And others save with what? Fear. Pulling them out of the fire. Notice what he's saying here, hating hey, even their garments spotted by the flesh. Amen. We are to put on. A robe of righteousness. We don't want to walk around, amen, with our attire looking sensual and sexy and lustful and promiscuity, amen. Like we've been entangled in a Constantina wire of some barbed wire fence. We don't want to look like that anymore, amen. We want our attire, amen, to be a representation of who we say that we are. If we say we're a holy, if God is holy, then my attire must be holy. My life must be holy. Everything about me should be holy. I should be separated uh, and set apart uh, to God. Amen. Any attire that would render you unholy, ungodly, unrighteous, you should be gotten rid of. Amen. We need to get into the mindset of Christ because some have not the knowledge of Christ. We've got to pull them out of the fire. We've got to hate even their flesh being spotted by The the garments uh, being spotted by the flesh. Amen. We want to live the way that God wants us to live. Amen. We got to be working and laboring in the vineyard. If some people have not the knowledge of Christ, let me ask you a question. How many people are you coming in contact with that you are not bringing them to the understanding of what's in you? Christianity demands vigorous and active power. You are supposed to be filled with power. Notice what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7. God did not give us the spirit of fear. He's given us power. He's given us love. And he's given me a sound mind. That's why i got to let the mind of Christ be in me. Jesus isn't frantic. He's not crazy. He's in his right mind. So if he's in his right mind, I should be in my right mind. Notice what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 1.5. The Holy Ghost or the gospel did not come in word only. It came with power. And the Holy Ghost. And with much assurance, as you know what matter of men, we were among you for your sake. See, the, the, a living sacrifice is to help others. We're to pull them out. We want God to use us. That's why the Great Commission has been given. Everywhere that we go, we are to pull them out of the fire. It demands vigorous and active power to be operating in us. Amen. Don't lose your power. Amen. When the sparks in in working, when your spark plugs in working in your car, usually your car start losing power. Amen. And all of a sudden you start wondering why is your car losing power? Because something ain't firing. When you start losing the power of God in your life, you need to stop and do an examination. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, he says, examine yourself to see if you have been the faith. He says, prove your own selves, Oh that you know not your own self, how that Jesus is in you, except you be a reprobate. But I trust that you know that you're not a reprobate. You're supposed to be the child of the Most High God, and as a result, the power is supposed to be active inside of you. God is not dead. God is alive. Amen. Jesus went down in the grave, but he came up alive. And we are risen to walk in newness of life. Amen. We have a new life inside of us, and it's called the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And greater as he that is in me, than he that is in this world. Praise God. We've got to realize that we are called to be a living sacrifice. We've got to work. We've got to labor. Amen. In this vineyard and in the kingdom of God, you can easily lose focus right now in this world if you focus on the things of the world. A lot of people is already starting to lose faith. A lot of people is already starting to lose hope. They put their trust in man instead of trust in God. David says some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. I don't care about the coronavirus. Amen. I don't care what happened. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Amen. I can't save nobody but me. And that's what I'm going to do is work and see how many I can bring along with me to the next place. Amen. I'm going to do everything I can to keep my focus on Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to talk about Jesus. As the songwriter said, let's talk about Jesus. The King of kings is He. The Lord of all supreme throughout eternity. The great I am the way, the truth, the life in the door. Let's talk about Jesus more than coronavirus. Let's talk about Jesus more than what's happening on Capitol Hill. Let's talk about Jesus more than what's happening and in the government. Uh, amen. If you take your focus off God, you're not going to be a living sacrifice. Praise God. Some have compassion. Make a difference. Paul says in the 2 Corinthians, as we've already seen in chapter 11, verse 24, he talks about all the things that he went through. It says, Of the Jews five times received out forty stripes, as one. He says, thrice was I beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. He says he goes on. Amen. I am journeying often in danger of water, and danger of robbers, and danger among countrymen, and danger by the heathen, and danger in the city, and danger in the wilderness, and danger in the sea, and danger among false prophets, brethren, and weariness and Painfulness and watching often and hunger and thirst and fasting often and cold and naked. And those things uh, besides without which come up from me daily, the care of the church. Amen. Paul had to be active in what God had asked him to do. Christianity, you've got to keep going no matter what comes against you, no matter what Face, uh, you face. Jesus has already told us, uh, and Paul already told us, that they that live it godly for Christ shall suffer persecution. Amen. We're going to be troubled. There's going to be trouble on every side. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be despair. Amen. But we're not hopeless. Uh, we're not cast down. We're not destroyed. We're always bearing about in the body the dying of, of the Lord Jesus uh, that the life of Christ might be manifested in us not walking around defeated uh, we're not defeated uh, amen if there's no weapon that's formed against you you shall prosper and every tongue that rise against you in judgment you shall condemn for this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. When you read Isaiah 54, let me encourage you, get into it. Just look at the promises that God talks about in there. He says, they shall all be taught of God. All your children will be taught of God. And great shall be the peace of your children. And you shall be established in righteousness. And fear shall not come against you. Amen. And nor terror It would be far away from you, God says. He says, they shall rise up against you. great shall come up against you. He says, but not of me. He says, whoever rises against you shall fall for your sake. Amen. He's got you in the palm of his hand. And you just need to keep serving. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Praise God. We've got to stay on course. Paul says, none of those things move me. Acts 20, 24. He says, none of those things move me. Neither kind of my life dear to me, that I might finish my course in the ministry with joy in the ministry which I've received of the Lord. Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. Nothing. Stone, shipwrecked, beaten. Amen, when they try to prevent fall from going to Rome, Jerusalem, he says, "What do you mean crying for me?" He says, "Don't be crying for me. He says, "I'm ready to give my life for the Lord Jesus. What an attitude. If I'm a Christian and I'm not ready to give my life for the Lord Jesus, I'm not a Christian. I am committed to the things of God. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 1 through 8, he says, Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come. When they wish not undo a sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap unto teachers having itching ears, and they should turn from the truth and the fable. But watch down all things, Amen. Make full proof of your ministry, Amen. We've got to stay with it. We got to be active in this thing, Amen. Praise God. Paul told the church of Philippi in the fifth chapter, in the I mean the third chapter, in the tenth verse says brothers, oh that I might know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Notice, I want to be conformed to his death. Amen. That if any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Amen. He says, not as though I have already attained, either was already perfect. He says, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend, that which I'm apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Amen. He said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reach forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. We've got to keep going. Amen. Something has got to get a hold of you. Amen. Like the whole song says, I went to a meeting one night uh, and my heart just wasn't right, but something got a hold of me. It got a hold of me, and it won't let me go. Oh, no. Hallelujah. Something is pulling me. As the songwriter says, I hear a voice from heaven said, come on up, John. Come on up. Amen. You don't want to stop here. This is not your home. Amen. As the Lord said to the children of Israel, why are you crying to me? Go forth. Amen. We need to get to the habit uh, that we pray, we take our needs and things to God and keep going. We don't need to stand there. We don't need to wait. Uh, the Bible says he knows the things that we have need of uh, before we ever asked of him. We have promises of God that I'll go before you to make the way straight. Uh, so when we can't see God, as the songwriter said, he's working. Uh, even though I can't him he's working amen whatever i'm going through god is there with me because he's in me the hope of glory as paul said to timothy you just need to stir up the gift that's in you praise god we are the part of the early church from we see in acts 2 from the time The early church started. The Bible says they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. And the Lord added to the church daily such that should be saved. Amen. We got to settle this thing in our mind get it settled. We've got to adjust the mindset here, brothers and sisters. Amen. As Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. Amen. Chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. Peter says, For as much then as Christ have suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. What is he saying here? Learn how to suffer. Learn how to go through some things. Don't be too quick to get out of your pain and the things you're facing in life. What is God trying to do in your life? Jesus suffered. He, he went through some things. You know, once God says he's the one taking the cup away, he says, nevertheless, not thy my will, but thy will be done. We need to get to the point of nevertheless in our lives. Amen. If God, if you don't want to remove my pain, nevertheless, I'm still going to worship God. If you don't want to change this situation, uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm still going to worship God. Whatever I'm facing in my life, and no matter what I'm going through, uh, if God don't intervene, uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm still going to praise God. Uh, I'm still going to worship God uh, because my Bible tells me to let everything that have breath uh, praise the Lord. And whosoever prays, uh, Glorifieth me, uh, and to him that order his conversation right, uh, will I show the salvation of God. Praise God. Like that old commercial about shout, supposed to get rid of the tough stains and all that stuff, you know. They would say you spray some shout on your stain on your clothes, and you put it in a washer, it'll get it out. Well, let me ask you a question. When is the last time you decide to shout? about your situation. When is the last time have you shouted it out? Uh, When is the last time uh, have you walked outside uh, and lifted up holy hands uh, and began to praise God? Uh, When is the last time uh, right in your living room uh, and your prayer meeting uh, you decide I'm going to shout, I'm going to dance all over the place? Uh, You don't have to wait to get to heaven uh, to put on the robe, uh, to put on the shoes, uh, to Shot all over heaven, you can do it right now, right in your living room, right where you are right now. Uh, you can begin to praise Him. Uh, you can begin to shout it out. Uh, amen. Shout to the Lord uh, with a voice of triumph. Uh, amen. For we win. Praise God. Learn to endure, Paul says, hardness uh, as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. Uh, Christ suffered. Uh, he says, so you arm yourselves uh, likewise with the same mind, for he that suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin, praise God, that he no longer should live the rest of his time and the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may it suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness and lust, excess of wine, reveling, banqueting, abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that we run not with them to the same righteous speaking evil of you. Amen. He says, don't let what you used to do, don't let people talk. What about what people say? What you used to do? You are not the same old person anymore. More. You are a child of the Lord. Amen. And you should not live the rest of your life in condemnation. You should not live the rest of your life in fear. You should not live the rest of your life worrying about what people are saying and thinking of you. You are a child of the Most High God and you should act like it. Amen. And live like it. Amen. And spend the rest of your days. And the will of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians. Chapter 4. Verse 3. 1 Thessalonians. <laughs> chapter 4. Verse 1 through 4. First Thessalonians. Chapter 4. Verse 1 through verse 4. Paul says, furthermore, let's go a little bit further, some more. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Let's keep going a little further, more. Then we beseech you, brethren, and exalt you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even our sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lust of concupiscence or desires or yearnings and cravings, even as the Gentiles which know not God. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the Avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified. Now, notice what Paul says here. We need to know what, how to handle and possess this vessel. Listen. Second Corinthians 4, 7. He says, we have in this vessel... treasure of God. Amen. The Holy Ghost inside of you. This vessel that we now live in, we need to know how to possess it. We need to know how to live in it. We need to know how to act in it. Amen. Even our sanctification, our purity, our holiness, and our consecration to God. We need to know how to live according to the Word of God. Amen. And what does God want? He wants us to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. God don't want an unholy vessel. He wants a vessel that is pure. He wants a vessel that is right. He wants a vessel that is concentrated. Amen. Set apart the master's use. You just can't give God anything you want. That's why the tithe was always the first. That's why they always had to bring the best to God. Amen. You need to realize how much God loves you and what God did for you so that you will learn how to possess yourself. You don't want to let junk come into your life because you're not going to be a living sacrifice. They could not just bring any kind of animal to God. What does God requires here? Notice what he says. For this is the will of God. Even your sanctification in verse 3. That you should abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel and sanctification and an honor. Go back to Micah real quick. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Micah in chapter 6, the Old Testament prophet Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Micah says, He have showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to be justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Amen. What does God want? He wants you to be a living sacrifice. He wants you to abstain. From all this worldly foolishness and all this worldly junk. Amen. That's why Paul told the church in Galatians in the 5th chapter, I told you, you can't walk in the flesh and expect to go to the kingdom of God. Amen. He says, I've already told you time and time again, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. He told the church of Corinth. And uh, the first chapter, I meant chapter 6 of First Corinthians. Chapter uh, 6. <laughs> Excuse me. Verse nine, know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you've been washed, but you've been sanctified, but you've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I would not draw brought to in the power of any, meat for the belly and belly for the meat, but God shall destroy both of it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God have both raised up the Lord, and he will also raise up us by his own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the member of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that that which is he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, said he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own, for you were brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is God's. God says, I've already showed you, I've already told you how you should live. He's already told us that in His Word. So there's no reason that any born-again believer should not be a living sacrifice to God. There's no reason that any born-again believer should not be a holy Child of God. Because God has already told us we cannot inherit the kingdom of God in this world and its ways. Amen. We must commit our lives to the Lord. Amen. God has given us an example of what we should do to be holy unto the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews 4.15 Trying to ring this train right into the EPO here Four minutes. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted just like we were without sin. Jesus went through it. You can go through it. You says, well, how do I do that? You just got to learn how to suffer a little bit. Amen. He suffered. Amen. So we can live. Our sacrifice to God is not to be divided or separated, but it is to be entirely complete. It must not be divided, broken, or polluted for service. It must be the best given from the heart. It must be free from all sin. Notice. The sacrifice, it must not be divided. James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It must not be divided or separated. Amen. You've got to be complete. Amen. Your whole mind, body, soul, and spirit, Peter says, will be preserved blameless until the coming. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that requires you and I to vigorously and actively serve God with a pure heart fervently. We cannot be divided. We must be in one mind and one accord. Amen. Just like the early church was. They was in one mind and in one accord. They all had the same thing. Amen. That's why Paul says in First Corinthians 10, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. All of our fathers was under the clouds and, and, amen, and passed through the clouds and through the sea. And, and it was all baptized by Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And they all had the same spiritual drink, meat, and they all had the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that rock to follow them. And that rock was Christ. Amen. They was not separated. Amen. But when you get separated and divided from God, what happens? You lose out. There's a downward spiral that begins to take place. We must be the best. We must be the best that we can be. Amen. Praise God. The sacrifice. Notice what Malachi 1.8 says. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice. Is it not evil? Notice, you offer the blind, is it not evil? And if you offer offer the lame and sick, is that not evil? Offer it now to the governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, said the Lord? Amen. Don't give God junk. Amen. You know what happened when you give God junk? You give, don't give God your very best? You're saying, God, I'm no good. God must be given your very best. Amen. And until we do that, we're going to struggle in this walk with Him. Peter tells us as obedient children, first Peter 1, 14 and 16, as obedient children, Peter said, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which is called you is holy, so be you also holy in all manner of conversation or behavior, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Hebrews 12:14. follow peace with all men and holiness without shall no man See the Lord. Amen. We are set apart for the Lord's use. Amen. Our overall service ought to be that which would be acceptable to God. We must do what God requires of us so we may be accepted by him. One of the highest recompenses we can receive is to be acceptable by God. It should matter little what people think of us if God approves of what we do. To please Him should be the highest aim. The fact that we do please Him is our highest reward. Jesus used me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me, for surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. Though the cause Be great, I'll work for you. Jesus, use me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me. For surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. And though the cost be great, I'll work for you. i live for thee, dear Jesus, no matter what the cause. I'll spread the gospel to the lost each day. But if it be thy will, Lord, to send me over the sea, I'll follow thee, though death should come my way. Jesus, use me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me. For surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. And though the cost be great, I'll work for you. Oh, Jesus, use me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me. For surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. And though the cost be great, I'll work for you. God, I thank you tonight. Thank you for your word in my heart tonight, in my mind, oh God. Lord, let me be that living sacrifice, holy and acceptable of you, oh God, which is my reasonable service, God. And let me not be conformed to this world, but God, let me transform my life to be like you, Lord. I want to live according to your ways and your word, oh, God. I want to sacrifice and do the rest of my life that I have on this earth, God, serving and living for you and purity of mind and purity of heart. I pray, God, for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight that they would be living sacrifices. Uh, God, let your wholeness flow. Let your healing flow. I plea your blood over them, O oh God. I plea your blood upon them. If they're sick in body tonight, God, I plea your blood. Your word tells me you was wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised uh, for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace uh, is upon you. And with your stripes, we're healed. Uh, and we claim and I claim healing uh, upon everyone under the sound to my voice tonight. Uh, I claim the removal of every evil spirit, uh, every unclean spirit, uh, every unrighteous, every unholy spirit uh, tonight, oh God. Let your wholeness flow into the hearts of men tonight. Uh, We love you and we thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. This Sunday, amen, prayer at 9 o'clock, discipleship at 9.30, 10.30 is our worship service here at church, amen. We're having church this Sunday, so please, amen. Come and join us, amen, for service. We're going ex- be excited about reopening this Sunday. We will be practicing safety, amen. So we need everybody to be a part, amen, And keep us all safe, amen. And we also be advertised, I mean, still broadcasting on the airways as well, so you can go to our websites, amen, and follow us live streaming as well as on Facebook and on YouTube. May God richly bless you. This is Pentecost Sunday. This Sunday, the day the church started, say so, amen. We may have to get out in the yard and shout. That way we Amen. If we if we if we get the Holy Ghost, we're gonna just run over folks. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful eating. We love you much in Jesus' name.